0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, and I'm your host. And it's really wonderful to be back. It's wonderful to be here with you guys, wherever you are in the world. And um, first day of spring yesterday, so at least in the northern hemisphere, so uh, lots of people excited for that Time of renewal, you can kind of feel something a little different in the air, so that feels really good. Um, Hopefully, everyone is well and enjoying life. Um, I have to say that I've been making some pretty positive changes as far as the health journey goes. I know it's an ongoing thing, and I've I've spoken a little bit about it in the past in previous episodes. But um, you know, some of you know I do have type two diabetes. And um, some other concerns um, that are rather serious with my health. And it's just been really wonderful recently that it seems to me that everything is kind of coming together. So uh, I have dedicated myself to a workout schedule and also to an actual eating plan, um, which I, the reason I bring it up is because I know lots of times people are wanting to start that for themselves, or even to do with their spiritual or intuitive abilities, they want to really dig into it, they want to get into it. Um, And if you're like me, (laughs) in the past, I wanted so badly to take control of my health, I wanted so badly to, you know, do something about the problem. Um, And it, it was almost like I I spent a lot of time worrying about it. I spent a lot of time being terrified of what's going to happen if I don't do something, but it almost paralyzed me. You know, for the longest time, I was sort of wishing and hoping, but I I wasn't actually doing. Um, So I I mentioned this just because if you're someone who is wishing and hoping for something, I know it's simple to say, Um, It's a lot harder to do, but I think that there is something to be said for investing in yourself. So for me, sometimes I would feel guilty if I, you know, have to like get certain products or for my health or spend money on this kind of food instead of that kind of food or extra this, extra that, spend the money monthly for, you know, training and all this other stuff. And I, I recognize that that is something that is, when it comes down to it, like your health, your well being, your development, your learning, your growth, all of those things, you're worthy of those things. And so um, I think sometimes it's just getting wrapping your head around that. And so um, I guess I'm just sharing in case somebody else is in that position where you're terrified to start something. I, I just really feel like you got to be ready, that's for sure, but also. Um, It helps to invest in somebody who knows what they're doing, you know? So, um, you know, invest in a trainer, invest in a coach, and invest in somebody who could be a mentor to you. And that's in any area of life. Um, It's weird for me because with my work, I'm so used to giving advice and I'm so used to bringing insight and to being... Uh, in charge in a way, like in of charge of a session, in charge of teaching a class, facilitating, you know, a healing, whatever. And um, it's weird for me to be in the opposite position of not knowing where to start with exercise and diet, not knowing, you know, not being in charge, having to like surrender the need to control and just be a student and just learn and just let myself fail, let myself do something you know, these exercises that I'm doing, especially with some of the core work, um, it looks terrible. It looks ridiculous. Um, it's almost like I was terrified to even try it because I knew it would be so hard for me, but I've come to this conclusion that it does not have to look pretty. None of this has to look pretty, but I still have to do it. So, um, just thought I would put that out there. And it, it goes, you know, without saying that um, it's a commitment to yourself it comes down to making a commitment to yourself. So um, I'm very vulnerable in sharing this because it's very early stages. Um, but I have seen some significant changes in a very short time. Um, so it does feel really hopeful. And, um, you know, it, it did get bad at It, it Things with your health, I find, can really when you're struggling with your physical health and chronic illness and things like that, it can be extremely depressing at times, and it can affect your mental health and anxiety levels and all the rest of it. So, you know, um, any any change for the good, any positive momentum forward, I think is just something to celebrate. So, for those of you who are listening, I know that you're very interested in personal development, personal growth, you're interested in intuition, you're interested in spirit. If you're sitting on the sidelines and you want to delve into it, but you're afraid or you don't think that you can do it or you feel like guilty for spending a bit of money on your development, whatever the case may be, I'm here to just tell you that it's never a waste of time and it's never a regret when you invest in your own learning, invest in yourself, because I'll tell you—you know—one thing: the classes that um, that I teach and the programs that I run. Yes, they're to give you some skills for sure, and to help you develop. But more than that, you're gaining a relationship with yourself, a relationship with spirit, a relationship with your own soul, a relationship with the divine and and what that means to you. So these are, you know, these are experiences that you're giving to yourself. You're giving yourself the opportunity to grow and to see what potential, you know, what could unfold. So I really just, I do urge you to really think about that. And don't let fear stop you, you know, or a feeling of not being worthy of it, don't let that stop you from discovering. I do have um, a few things on the go. There's a six-month mentorship program that is starting April the 3rd. It's going to be one Saturday per month uh, for six months, and the sessions will be four hours in length from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Um, and there's a I can give you guys the dates if you're interested. Just contact me. But these will be sessions where we are tapping into... Working with spirit, busting through blocks and challenges and fear. Um, we'll be looking at angelic connection and really bringing in um, new and interesting and innovative ways of working with the angels. Also, you know, some personal development, personal growth. It's called soul journey because I really want to experience and have you guys experience healing and getting to know your own soul. That's going to be the main focus. So I do have room for one more person, and I just was feeling prompted to put it out there on this episode. So if you're listening and you're intrigued, please do contact me. Um, you can email me at jack and Avery's mom at gmail.com or uh, psychic medium Melissa White on Facebook. You can send me a message there. So for today for our episode I really wanted to just go through some questions or kind of random questions that people ask and I think that it would be wonderful to give you guys some insight into. So the first one that I wanted to address is people ask me repeatedly are phone readings as effective as in person readings. Now I have to be honest when people ask me this it kind of is a little it's a little bit um, it triggers me a little only because if they weren't as effective and if I felt that they weren't quality or as good quality, you can just believe and trust me. I would not do them. There's no way I would knowingly ever um, offer subpar work, subpar connection. And you know, I understand it's it's hard for people to comprehend that. I know that I had uh, a phone reading years before i ever was doing this work and i had the same question so i understand it i'm not saying that, like you know it's not a reasonable question um but i just think the the part of me that is so um dedicated to the quality of this work and and the integrity of things i just am like oh no i would never offer something and charge money for it if if it wasn't quality so it has nothing to do with whether you're on the phone or whether you're in person i've read for people everywhere Um, in the UK, in Australia, in the United States, all over the place. Um, That doesn't seem to be the the factor, the determining factor. The main factor, I find, in determining is this going to be a good reading has to do with how open are you to receiving this information? Are you going to come and approach this reading with an open mind and open heart? Are you going to be able to, um, you know, or am I going to be able to create a bond of trust with you so that we can work together? I and mean, this, I mean, when someone's open and the connection is is good and it feels it feels good, it's limitless. The amount of information, the clarity, the details, all of that is absolutely the potential for magic. It's absolutely amazing. So it has nothing to do with where the person is. It's all energy. So not to worry if you're ever, you know, considering uh, between the two. I, I wouldn't ever worry about it. The other question people tend to ask is about a waiting period after someone has passed. You know, should you wait? Some some mediums say, oh, you should wait six months after someone's passed before you have a reading. Now, I think it's very unique and different for each individual. But I personally don't think that the waiting period has anything to do with the spirit. I think that most spirits are able to communicate as soon as they get to the spirit world. I've had one instance where I was doing a group reading and a grandma came through for somebody there and she had passed that morning and she came through that evening in a group reading. And she was great, and she was chatting away. Um, so that's that's entirely possible. I think that the reason we might want a waiting period is for the living. I think that especially if you're going through a deep, profound loss, like the, the grief is heavy, you are wa- going to want to give yourself a bit of time to really grieve and to allow the shock to wear off a little bit, um, to be able to process some of the emotion and and such. So it's a very fragile time when you're grieving, and I feel it's a very vulnerable time. And just imagine if you came for a reading, and it had only been two weeks or something, and you just lost your, say you just lost, uh, God forbid, but you just lost your, your husband or something, and you come for this reading, and you're in such a deep grief that your vibration is lower. You know, it just, there's nothing you can do about that. Your, your vibration is going to be low, especially when you're grieving. And so it's a heavy energy and it, it makes it more difficult to make a, a clear connection. Sometimes it's, it's sometimes can be a bit of a, a block. And imagine if you go through this whole reading, the medium tries and tries and they don't make the connection with your husband you're going to feel a hundred times worse that you went for this reading and he didn't come through than you would if you just waited and gave yourself some time to go through that treacherous pain. Um, you know, so I, I think that that, I, I would say that's an important thing to keep in mind. Um, and it's different for everyone. I've had people have had, you know, massive loss and, uh, they've had a reading shortly after and it went, and it went well, and the person came through very clearly. Um, but it just depends. Everyone is different. But I would just say to be on the safe side, you don't want to put yourself in a position, especially in the early stages of grief, where you could be hurt or you could be um, put in more pain than you already are in. You know, and I certainly would never want to be um, be in that situation where I would be. You know part of that. You know, I would never want to contribute to someone's already difficult difficult grief. So, that's why I think it's it's good to have a little bit of time to actually go through the grieving process. Um and I also think too, you know, if you are coming for a reading, obviously you're hopeful and there's usually somebody that you're just really, really hoping for, you know, hoping that they step forward. But keep in mind, you could want it so bad and put so much pressure on it happening that it could almost create the opposite effect. So, you know, you have to be able to come and just be open to whatever happens. And keep in mind, no medium can guarantee uh, a certain person coming through. I mean, we just can't. We're just, we're not we're not God, you know, we don't have that kind of control. Um, We can certainly do our best, we can, you know, we can work with it, we can invoke them, we could, you know, try all of these things. But at the end of the day, we cannot force it. So um, yeah, you have to be aware of that, you know, so you have to be able to come and be okay with whatever comes through. Now, having said that, where there's a need, spirit knows you're coming. And you know, that you want to connect with them, they will do everything in their power to make it happen. So, you know, not to, not to worry. Um, I think sometimes it's a matter of timing and I think sometimes people will come to group readings and they're like hoping for it to hear from somebody and then it's somebody else that comes through for them. And I always do mention it's not, please do not think ever that it's because your person doesn't want to talk to you or you know they're they're not they're not around you, that they're not with you. They are, um, but it's all in, in the timing of things. So we have to sometimes just breathe and be aware of that, you know, to, to let go of a bit of that control. Another question. Do you need to buy your own cards, like oracle cards, tarot cards, that kind of thing? No, I, I don't believe that. Now, there are many people, it's a very kind of old school kind of way of seeing things, but there are people who do believe that and say that, you know, you have to be of a certain lineage in order to read the tarot, and it has to be gifted to you and all this stuff. Um, I, I think that so much of all of this work has to do with our intention, and it's so powerful. So if you would like to and you're interested in reading cards, um, definitely go for it. You do not have to be have them given to you as a gift. You can go by your own and feel empowered to learn about them and to use them. And lots of times people ask me, how do you choose? And I think it's just use your intuition. What what deck really calls to you? What do you like? Do you like the feel of it? If you're looking online, obviously you can't hold them, but you'll get a sense of which one you feel drawn to. And uh, just work with it. And I'll say there's some that I've purchased that I thought, ugh, I I thought I would like them, and then I get them, and I'm like, hmm, they don't really resonate. And then there's others that are like years and years that I've had them, and I still use them to this day. So it's about trial and error, finding what works for you. Another thing that people do ask is about, protection or they're afraid of opening a door that they can't close when it comes to looking at opening up to their psychic and intuitive awareness or opening up to spirit and I just am here to tell you that you can always close it and it's not advisable to be walking around open having conversations with spirit 24 7 like that's borderline like not good for your mental health. <laughs> it's just not. It's not a way to live a very human life. I think that it's all about balance. So, yes, you can open up to spirit and very much close it down. It's a discipline, and you're in charge. You're in control, and so that's why it's important if you are wanting to. Um, you know, know these things and you're interested, do find a trusted mentor, a circle, a class, spiritual church, whatever you feel drawn to. But, you know, you need to be aware that there's nothing scary about the spirit world and that it's this amazing, beautiful resource that we have. You know, here are this, these people that love us, unconditionally, there's support, there's encouragement. um, And it's a beautiful thing to be able to learn to connect and to be um, in that vibration in that energy. But yeah, there's it's very simple to turn it off and on. And I think sometimes people make it out to be so dramatic, like, it's this, this burden that they they carry around that they're just oh, spirit won't leave them alone. They're just so open. And I kind of laugh because I think that It's all in your own intention and what you're asking for. So, you know, I I really feel that my guides and my loved ones in spirit are like my best friends. They're my protectors. They absolutely respect me. I respect them. I love them. I trust them. And I know that if I say, hey, you guys, like I just did seven readings in a row I'm done, I'm shutting it down. I just need to like chill now. I'm gonna go do my have a bath, and then I'm gonna be with my kids. Like that's never once been an issue. It's never it's never been anything of a burden ever. It's the opposite. It is an absolute joy, and it's an absolute blessing. So I would just keep that in mind. Just gonna go now to some questions that people actually posted on my Facebook page. Um, okay, Anne was asking, How is spirit with you, but also with other loved ones? I've always been told my mom is always with me, but how is she also with my siblings, too? <laughs> so this is a great question. I mean, spirit can have the ability to be many places at the same time. So that's just part of one of the amazing things about the spirit world is that if this is a different dimension, this is a different uh, vibration where time doesn't exist in the same way. um, And there aren't as many limitations as we would experience here in the physical world. So that's how it, that's how it works. Um, How to clean your spirit. When you have no more, you have no five minutes for yourself. Um, so, this is from Veronica. Uh, how to clean your spirit. Well, I think that um, one thing that I noticed that is really cleansing for me, I'll do it in between clients, is I'll run my hands under cold water. I also have this um, Dr. Teal's, it's like a foaming bath, but it's got sea salt, Himalayan sea salt in it. And I'll use that not for cleansing, as in like washing my hands. Uh, you know, during COVID times, like we're not well, even in regular times, i are not washing the hands with it for cleanliness. But it's more of a spiritual uh, cleansing and washing <laughs> of the hands. Um, so I'll I'll run the hands of the cold water and add some of that to it. Um, it's also very much, Veronica, to do with your own intention. So you can you can take you've got five minutes at least in the shower. You can use those five minutes while you're in the shower and basically visualize all of your energy. You can look at the chakras, the energy centers, or you could just look at the energy of your body and imagine cleansing it, white light. Invite your angels and your guides to come and to help you with that cleansing process. Say a little prayer, um, set your intention for the day. You could work with affirmations in there. You could listen to a beautiful piece of music and it could act as a bit of a meditative experience. So that's another way. Um, When you are Looking to kind of like decompress, I think that you know it's important to be able to uh, add some of that sort of spirit into your everyday physical human life. So if you know that you're taking your child to the park or something and you're gonna be out in nature. Invite your angels and invite his angels to come with you and experience that time. Uh, things like that, you know, so I get it. There's not a ton of extra time. Um, when my uh, kids were younger, there were times where it was, I just got it, got the meditations in when I could. Um, and I oh, but I will say this, I did dedicate every Wednesday night, I would go to my circle. That was my time. It was sacred. And I'm so glad that I did it because it really led me down. path that I'm on now. And I'm forever grateful for that. So sometimes it's asserting yourself and saying like, yes, all of these things are important and I'm, I'm needed by all the people in my life. But if you don't force yourself to take time for your soul, for your physical self, for your mental and emotional well being, no one else is going to do it for you. And no one is coming to save you. You know, no one is coming to rescue you. And that's something that I've been repeating to myself over the last while when it comes to my health no one's going to do it for me nobody can do it for me so it's like sometimes about just doing it um and if you're interested mel robbins you can find her on social media and she's written some books and um There's some, I think she got some videos and stuff on YouTube, but she's phenomenal. And she talks a lot about this kind of idea that like, no one's coming to do this for us. We have to force ourselves to make the things, uh, happen to do the things that we maybe don't feel like doing, or we feel like we don't have the energy for. So I would, I would really suggest checking her out and see, see if it resonates, another question okay this is from crystal um she says although you are my main medium <laughs> and then when i feel the mo- and the one i feel most comfortable with in the past i have seen other mediums and things have been said very differently for example i love and believe what you say When I said that our soul lives on, but before I ever saw you, the very first medium I saw told me different. She said, we don't reconnect with the ones we love because we have too many past lives and it would be too many people to reconnect with. She said that we never stay with the ones we love. It's only an essence. We meet briefly after we pass and that's it. And that we are alone and we're on with it. So I guess although I trust you the most and believe everything you say, Why do mediums see things so different? Well, yeah, this is a a great question. Um, We're mediums, and we get glimpses of the other side, and we have our own experiences, though, and our own very personal, unique spiritual journeys, spiritual philosophies, spiritual beliefs. And for me... Um, I can only ever go with what I experience, what I see, what I hear, what feels true and what feels right to me. I can say that some people, I'm not saying this lady in particular, but some people go with what they've read and they take it as that's the gospel. That's it. That's the final word. They're not open to evolving their view. They're not open to changing their mind to me this this what you've said this idea that there's too there would be too many people i i it doesn't resonate for me because spirit is limitless and also um of course of course you're reconnected with the ones that you love i mean in my point of view from my point of view we have the same soul group soul family that we tend to travel with lifetime through lifetime And there is this space in between lives where we do reconnect and we, we reconnect with loved ones. There's a reunion, there's healing, but there's also a period of time where we're planning our next incarnations. We're planning our next lifetimes. And so, um, you know, it just, it, I, I think it comes down to your experience and your, what, you know, trusting what you believe. And so not one of us has all the answers. doesn't matter how long you've done this work or how great of a medium you think you might be. Um, we're all just trying to know and learn and grow the best that we can. And we're going with, you know, what we, what we can perceive from spirit. So I think it's the most frustrating thing that we don't get to know all the answers, about spirit (laughs) and we don't remember until we get back there. But then I also think it's one of the most amazing parts of it because it's always a mystery and it's always something to wonder about and, and kind of be um, open to discovering new things. So I, I would. I always stay away from anyone who basically is telling me this is the answer. This is the be-all, end-all. Of course, this is what it is. You know, I, I tend to be more of a curious person who mm, I'll, I'll take everyone's opinion. I'll take what I hear, what I see, but then and what I read. But then I always have to use my own judgment and what feels right to me and what feels true to me. So I would say for you, Crystal, anytime you're puzzled go to the spirit world, ask them, like, can you help me with this? Can you show me an answer? Can you give me some insight? Um, you could sit and put pen to paper and just basically ask, ask for guidance and ask the question, write the question down, and then allow them to sort of inspire you to write some answers because it's really spiritual philosophy is what it comes down to. And that will be very different um, for each individual person. But it's so amazing and wonderful to look at it and to really wonder and debate about it. That's one thing I really love about um, spiritual development and being in, involved in classes and things. And I'm always going to be a student myself. You know, I teach these classes, but I also still take them. And uh, I love to be around people who want to debate it and who want to sort of look at it from a different perspective and you know i just think that's that's what, like to me one of the most amazing parts of this journey and one of the amazing parts about life is that we get to kind of discover things like this so it is a very worthwhile question um just seeing if there's anything else i'm pretty sure that's about it Oh, there was another question. Uh, well, it's not specific. This is one that is time after time that people bring up. That they feel intimidated to try uh, to use their intuition or to, you know, gain their, their sort of abilities, you know, to work on their, their intuitive abilities or their abilities mediumistically, because they're afraid that they're going to be the one in the class who just doesn't get it or who, you know, they're afraid to be wrong. And I'll say this, it's, it's true, you do need to, um, be really courageous and brave to put yourself out there. That's something that you'll just do over and over again in life. So I think if you could get used to doing it in, in like one of these classes, that's great. It's perfect practice for every area of life. Um, I'll say this too, that it's, it's scary no matter what when you're trying something new. And I think that the more you do it and the more you put yourself in positions that you're kind of uneasy and that it kind of makes you anxious, the better, because it means that you're growing. You, you can't possibly grow and not make any mistakes. It's not possible. And it's the same thing in life. You could stay or try to stay in this zone that is very comfortable, um, but there will be absolutely no growth. And so it just depends what you want. Do you want to live this life, you know, really afraid? Or do you want to live this life empowered and feeling like you're going to give it your all and you're going to try and let's see what happens. Let's give it a go. Experiment. Don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to try. That would be my advice. So I really hope that that helps you guys. I hope that's interesting for you. It's certainly my pleasure to just bring you this, you know, bring you this insight. Um, and I love the idea, and I love the feeling that there's people all over the place that might be tuning in and listening at different times, and you might be a different place on your journey. Uh, But it's really cool to be able to be a part of your journey, even if I don't know, know, even if I don't know it, even if I don't know who you are. Um, So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of my spiritual family. Um, As always, I'm just sending you guys love. Um, if you're interested, the Magical Membership Program is still open. There's probably room for about five more, maybe if, maybe five, seven more people to join. It's a monthly subscription. It's $25 Canadian plus GST, so it's like $27 something per month. And you get uh, three card, Oracle card uh, mini readings sent to your Facebook inbox every month um, you get to be have access to a monthly group session which is usually like a group mediumship reading although the other last night we ended up doing a past life uh, evening where we talked I read some past lives for people answered questions and then I also post on the exclusive Facebook page a meditation each month um, for you guys to, to use and to, to watch. So if you are interested, I think it's a lovely little gift you can give to yourself and I encourage you to do it. So if you'd like information about that, please do reach out. Um, I can put the link in the, um, description of this podcast as well, if that's helpful. So, um, wishing you guys the best, enjoy your day, enjoy your week and, um, take good care and we'll talk to you soon.